This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, January 9th. Not according to my document that I have here to remind me because I fucked it up. But it is the 9th, in fact. 2020. Of 2020. Yes. You you got the date right up top. Just It's not in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. I was busy. (laughs) It happens. I was busy. Had stuff going on. What's, what's, what's new with you guys? I've been, I've been making stuff. Yeah. I had, I had an idea while I was at work. Oh, is this the lighted thing? Yeah. It looks very cool. So I've been making these, well, the first idea was I've been making those, uh, whiskey glasses with the epoxy Mm -hmm. in them, like just Mm -hmm. doing different designs and stuff. And I was like, what if I had something I could set them on top of? upside down to have the light come through to really show off the epoxy part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go look on Amazon. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there's these little puck lights that plug into the wall and are adjustable. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with them? I don't want to just have them sitting there. So I made a little stand where I took two pieces of wood and I carved out the inside of one of them and I drilled holes in the top of the other one. And so it kind of sandwiches the lights in there. I had to rewire all of them and I, I did it properly this time instead of doing my own janky. This just, time? Well, <laughs> usually my wiring is, fuck it, electrical tape solves everything. <laughs> I actually properly joined the wires together and used the shri- the electrical uh, shrink wrap stuff where you heat it up and the it, heat wrap, stuff, the heat yeah. wrap and yeah. did all that and got it all in there. Then put the cups on there and it looks awesome. And I was like, what will it look like with bottles on it? So then I started putting some bottles on there. I'm even like, cooler. I'm like, that looks even cooler. Now I'm kind of <laughs> like, I kind of need to do more of these in here like that. I need to, like, I've been thinking about rebuilding or actually building a proper bar back the way I originally wanted to. Now that I actually have tools and I'm not cutting all the wood by hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking about wiring it so I have those things in there all over the place. So that all the different bottle areas can have. A uh, light shining up from underneath them. Ooh, to fancy! Look, to look neat. You look. You'll be very fancy. It will be. But uh, yeah, it turned out well, yeah. and I was just glad that after I wired it together, I had no smoke was popping out of anything, and I plugged <laughs> it in, and it all worked the way it was supposed to. Unlike the fucking Christmas tree thingy that my father yeah made <laughs> yeah. It worked for longer than five minutes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still working right now because it's a uh, the the lights are it's a UV light that it's supposed to be giving off so the cups i put the glow and the dark resin in are supposed to help charge those with the uv light so i got it running right now at home and i'm like when i get home i should be able to turn it off and the ones that have the glow and dark stuff if it's the what light works like it's supposed to they should be glowing Ooh, cool so pretty fancy man now i want to build a table a river epoxy table oh those are cool because Sarah got me that new couch down there, and I'm like, I've got a an old like chest that I kind of have sitting there. It's kind of like a coffee table. I'm Is like, it a torso, a human torso? You're from Wisconsin, after all. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know what? <laughs> Belly button is a perfect place to hold your fucking cup. I have a chest down there. <laughs> I've only taken the skin off the back, so. Yeah. The front's fine. It's cured. Yeah. But no, I want to build like an L-shaped table to go there for the L-shaped couch. So when you sit down, like there's a place for everybody to set a drink or whatever. And mm. I was kind of thinking about doing one of those with the like epoxy river running through the middle of it and trying to find some LED strip lights that can be battery operated. So I can have the lights underneath. If I want to turn lights on, just flip a switch underneath there and have it battery operated and have the lights on the uh table illuminate make it look all neat and cool like you don't want to put a power outlet in the floor near the table i don't think i can oh yeah it's in the basement so it's concrete concrete and then it's got all the tile on top of it i'm not going to rip that tile out yeah yeah it's a bit of a pain we need we need better wireless power yeah mm-hmm. but those LED, coming those led lights use so little power yeah that i've seen people take the led bulbs and literally wire up uh like a four pack of double A's to them and they work mm. because when you plug it into the wall, it has to have a unit there to draw the power down so much. So it's restricting the power coming to them where, uh, I watched one the other day. They're like, yeah, these strip lights work on three, uh, three amp, which is what four double A batteries are. Mm. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a pretty cool party cooler that it's on. It has like a, tray that it sits in with wheels so you can move it all around and then it's got led lights all around the interior Mm -hmm. we break that out when we have new year's or thanksgiving or whatever over here and fill it with sodas and beer and set up a drink station and all that and it just runs off four double a batteries and it'll run for days yeah 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 so i was thinking about doing that and i think it'd be even neater if i could find one that could have like a pattern going with the lights so the lights actually kind of like fade going all the way around so it's kind of like makes whatever the blue resin in there look like it's flowing almost cool so i've got i've got ideas that i want to build i just need to move the corvette out of the garage so i got more space (laughs) Uh uh-huh is it under a cover it's under a cover and i got a spot like i got my driveway which fits two cars just fine then there's like a gravel pad next to it Mm -hmm. so this summer i'm going to kind of level off that gravel pad and that might be a home for the Corvette with a better cover. In the in the weather? I know. Oh. I know. I'm running out of space to do cool stuff in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And what about you, Matt? Basically just what we were talking about pre-show, that my birthday's coming up in a couple weeks and my wife is getting me a PlayStation virtual reality, so I'm just waiting for that to come. And it's time is moving slow. Yeah, time is sl- moving slow. Just staring out the window all day, every day. I want my, I want my, I want my <laughs> PS4 thing to come so I can, so I can play with it, with the VR. As your breath slowly fogs the window, mm-hmm. children are playing outside. I just slowly draw the Amazon Prime smile in the wind in the fog. And... <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't been doing much of anything besides work, man. It's been very, 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 very busy. I, aside from my regular job, well, my regular job, I'm actually doing the job of two people right now because we're a person down who's supposed to do a lot of the HR shit. And I, so I have to be doing all of that. And then this week, the boss for my old team is on vacation. And so I am acting section chief for 
his team, which is the largest team in the branch. And then tomorrow I get to do my regular job, the job of somebody who's supposed to be helping me in the position I'm at doing the HR stuff, the branch chief or the, the section chief shit. And then I'll be also acting as a replacement for somebody else who does my job, but in a different branch who's going on vacation. Staffing levels at the IRS are fucked. <laughs> We're down over 20,000 people Whoa. in the last five years. Jeez. Yeah. It's been like a 20% reduction in force just through attrition because the workforce there has been so old. They didn't hire anybody for a very, very long time because of budget constraints. And well, I guess it's a good thing that Trump made our tax return all fit on one little piece of paper. <laughs> and a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that didn't happen. No. Yeah, it's been, it's been fucking nuts. I've been putting in lots and lots of hours for the same amount of pay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then we got a new branch chief. It's just, it's been a lot at work lately. I might be going to DC the end of this month or the beginning of next month oh. for our first, you know, basically gathering of the bosses in two years. Like people that I've worked with for two years that I've never oh. even met. I'll Weren't be you supposed to able do that to meet. last year, but the uh, mm -hmm. fucking shutdown said, nope. Yeah. Yeah. That is the case. And they're trying to find money everywhere that they possibly can. I mean, they're going so far as to ask employees to turn in like bosses to turn in their work phones so that they no longer have to pay for them. Holy shit. The new boss that we got put in to get a phone and what was it? A phone and a conference line, a conference line so that she can have, have a dedicated phone. conference line for when she hosts meetings. And she was denied both of them <laughs> because of funding. The branch chief doesn't have a fucking conference number that she can use to hold meetings because our budget is that fucking tight. And it's not like hmm. all the branch directors work in one building. So, or in one state. Right. So they kind of need to have that ability to teleconference with all their people. Yeah. There are section chiefs under her that have conference <laughs> lines and work phones. She can have neither because of budget constraints. Is it because she bleeds once a month? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, thanks for bringing that up, Ryan. This woman in the workplace thing. I mean, they're so high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Always just demanding <laughs> shit that everybody else has already. Damn it. Thing, I was trying to find a necessity. funny way to say, is there sexism involved in it at all? No, no, I don't think so. No There's, there are a lot of, actually the IRS, I've been fairly impressed with the number of minorities, uh, that are in leadership positions. It's how many it's Jews are there? <laughs> <laughs> Almost all of them. They That's deal with I money, thought. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm actually very impressed with the diversity that we have at the IRS. Um, it's something that I'm almost always surprised by. And I don't really know why it, well, I guess I'm surprised because I came from the private sector here in Utah, where which is yeah. very sexist yeah, and very misogynist, very, yeah. very white, very, yeah. yeah, very segregated, very right leaning. Yeah. And it's, it's been nice working at an agency that has a whole lot of diversity. It's got diversity of intelligence too. Yeah. So as a result. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is <laughs> true. Also. Damp. Yeah. He's, 
I haven't seen him in a very long time, which has That's been good. Nice. And like our budget is so fucking tight that they encourage people to telework, right? So that they don't have to pay for that extra space in yeah. the building. But they also require us to go to the office at least twice per pay period and mm-hmm. spend a full day. So basically, you know, a day, one day per week or two days, one week and not the next, whatever. But you have to be in the office two full days throughout the pay period. And so we have this reservation system where you're supposed to go in and you can reserve a cubicle in the building for the day. And, you know, you, you put the, like if you're going to be there only in the morning or only in the evening or a full day and pick your cubicle from any of that are available. And they've set a 60 day limit on how far out you can schedule it. Okay. So when I went to the office on Tuesday, I go to the cubicle that I had reserved a month ago and there's somebody fucking sitting there, which is what happens every fucking time I try to go work in the goddamn building. And so I was like, okay, before I go and raise a stink, I'm going to make sure that I'm perfectly correct that this is the cubicle. I cubicle number five is mine. Right. So then it's, well, now I need to find a fucking spot so that I can sit down and plug in my computer to look up the reservation system. That takes forever. Our, all of our equipment is old as fuck and it was shit when it was when it was new in the first place. So it takes forever to get logged in. I get logged in. I confirm that yes, indeed, that is the cubicle I have reserved. So I go walking over there, and I'm like, "Hey, I have this cubicle reserved for today." And the woman sitting there is like, "Ah, oh, are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yep, yep I've got right my laptop here. open." And I'm like, "Here's here's my confirmation email right here." And she's like. Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, 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 I'm pretty sure I reserved this. Like, nope, not according to the fucking computer. So she pulls up, pulls up, you know, while I'm still standing there holding my laptop and all of my shit, pulls up her reservation stuff on her computer. And it's such a fucking kludgy bullshit system that it takes forever to fucking load and show anything. And I told her before she started, I'm like, it won't show you reservations for today because you can't reserve anything now. It's all occupied. It won't show you reservations for today. Oh, I think it will. Let me just try. So then I stand there for like five fucking minutes while she tries to figure out that what I said was correct and she can't see it. She's like, well, let me check my emails. I'm like, okay, fine. Do that. So she pulls up her emails. She's like, oh no, here it is. Here's my reservation. And she reserved it in like October. And I'm like, well, you reserved it before the 60 day. That's the other fucking bullshitty thing about this reservation thing is it will allow you to to reserve whatever, like however far into the distance you want. And then two days later, when it goes through whatever update, it will send you an automated email that says we've canceled, you know, this reservation, this reservation, whatever, we're over the 60 days. And I'm like, so if you look at your email, you can see you reserved it in October, which is well before 60, you know, yeah. 60 days have passed from the time you reserved this. You can't reserve anything 60 days past then. You would have gotten an automated email saying that it was canceled. I don't remember seeing that. I'm uh. like, but you know, that's the rule, right? Like it won't reserve past 60 days. Well, yeah, I guess so. And yeah, it would be more than 60 days, but I'm just not sure what to do now. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> thinking, get out of, get my, out of my fucking seat is what you should do. And I turned and there was an open desk there for whatever reason. I'm like, has anybody sat here all day at all? And she's like, no, I haven't seen anybody over there. And I said, okay, then I'll just go sit over here 
But I'm telling you now that if somebody comes and tells me that they have reserved this spot, I'll move and I'm kicking you out of this one. So you might want to just start looking for somewhere else in the meantime. <laughs> did, did you now, were you above this person in seniority? Not in seniority, but in or, rank or, or rank, grade. Yeah. yeah. We've been like, Hey, I am a section chief. <laughs> you know what that means, right? I'm more important than you. I'm, I'm a 14 and you're a 12. So, so get the maybe fuck you should out. get your fucking ass out of this cubicle. No, I don't like, you don't play that game. No, because I mean, that's not going to help anybody. Yeah. And there was, there was a spot open for whatever reason, which there usually is not. There have been times that I've gone in there. Somebody has been sitting in my desk and they're not actually there. Like they've gone to a meeting or lunch or they're taking a shit or whatever, <laughs> but they're not at the desk, but they're all of their shits all over there. So I can't just move all of their shit somewhere. So then I have to go find somewhere else to try to work. Usually I, I end up just like in the main foyer area, <laughs> sitting on a fucking couch, trying to get connected to the shitty Wi-Fi. Super fucking frustrating <laughs> whenever I have to go into the office. And I've been bitching about it like every fucking week that I've, that I've had to go in there for the past few months. And so... I've worked out a deal with somebody who works in a different building that they will share their desk with me <laughs> so that I, hopefully this won't be an issue uh, in the future. But it's just such a fucking pain yeah. in the ass and stupid fucking hassle. Ostensibly, the reason that I go in there, the, the stated purpose for me going into the office once a week is to have face-to-face -face interaction and you know, mingle with my coworkers, whatever, you know, have a more personal, uh, interaction with the people yeah. that I work with. Nobody that I work with Is lives in, in this fucking state. <laughs> so there's no fucking reason for me to drive an hour yeah. each way, especially with all of our shitty fucking pollution that we've got here in the Valley. It's just, and then to get there and not have a spot that I have fucking reserved. It's really goddamn. I waste half of my fucking day. Every time I go into the yeah, office. Yeah, essentially you're getting less work done by going to the office than if you just work from home. Yeah, and, and you know, I get the added benefit of spending money on gas and car maintenance <laughs> and <laughs> and wasting those two hours driving, you know, home and back. So it's just, it's it's one of the things that really fucking irks me about my job. And it's like, I try to explain it to management. They're like, well, yeah, that is pretty terrible, but we have this policy. Well, maybe we should change the, the policy. policy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not everything is so fucking black and white, right? Like there are exceptions to every rule. This should be an exception. You know what they're going to do now? Like, okay, Dan. So since your team works all over the state, we're going to make you travel all over the state every month so you can see them face to face. It's not the state. <laughs> it's the country. Yeah. Like, the country. Yeah. Most yeah. of, most of the people that I work with are in West Virginia and DC. So well, I guess you get to go see Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I could <laughs> maybe <laughs> I wonder how, how close is how, well, I don't know if I can really say where yeah, the building is, but, <laughs> but West Virginia is not, well, it's not a huge, it's not like a Texas or a California size. Yeah. Landmass. It's not giant, but it, there's still some it's separation probably, around. I would guess, well, driving from one side of West Virginia to the other is probably three hours, I'd guess. Maybe so, yeah. Depending on traffic and weather. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just... Do you think it's that much? Super frustrating. 
that would be my my guess mentally in my head thinking of how long the state is and guessing that speed limits throughout most of those rural states are only 65 miles an hour. Because how long does it take to get to St. George from here? About four hours. Is it four? That seems lo- that seems like a f- longer distance than West Virginia and Yeah, end. that's what I mean. Yeah. But that's four hours and you're driving 80 miles an hour the entire way. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to Google that and see. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins, and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution. I spent a lot of time listening to your show, screaming at my iPod. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Well, what did you bring for us news-wise, Matt? Um, on her podcast, radical right-wing commentator and conspiracy theorist Sheila Zelinsky called on God to send billions of mighty warrior angels to protect President Trump from the threat of impeachment. Now, this was right before (laughs) this all went through, but... What, December 18th or whatever it was? So, is God completely fucking oblivious as to what's going on? Mm -hmm. That he doesn't know that Trump was facing... Possible impeachment? No, he knows everything. And like, is she, so is she asking God to change his plan to deviate from what he fucking was planning to do? Oh, wait, this stupid person with, with a podcast wants me to protect the president. Well, now I have to fucking do drop everything and go over there and help this fucking idiot. The president that he installed. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. That guy. Well, that's where, that's where their free will argument comes in play. I'm going to cast a magic spell mm-hmm. to make sure that he doesn't get impeached. Yeah. Uh, quote, we take authority over the powers, wicked spirits, thrones, mites, dominions, rulers in the high places, in the air, on the land, in the water, marine spirits, and even underground, Zelensky declared. <laughs> even underground? Aren't those like demons under? Or is she talking about the worms and the, I and don't, the moles? I don't know, but the amount of things she has to account for oh yeah i mean like god is clearly not in very much control at all well it sounds like she's a very powerful person if she can control <laughs> all of those things yeah or command her god to do yes it. or humbly ask i should say <laughs> we bind cage chain and command every devil that is operating against donald trump <laughs> <laughs> what we, kind of cage do they get? Like a little puppy cage? <laughs> and it's all know. gold chains, of course, because it's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> we lift up Donald Trump and his family tonight. And Satan, we bind you, rebuke you, and render your demons and your workers of iniquity powerless against Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, how can you bind uh, Satan? He would just burn right through whatever Is ropes, he? I think. Melt chains. Well, that's, that's the funny thing about he's that He's more sometimes. powerful than us, isn't he? Yeah. Uh. He's so powerful that... God can't do anything against them, but if you say some magic words, Satan loses that power. Satan's like, oh, you said the special words, and now I can't come in your building. Damn it. Fuck. We cut off and bring to naught the power of the spirit of the witch, wizard, warlock, witch doctors, divinators, magi, all these high priestesses and high priests and sorcerers that are sending attacks and assignments against him. Is she playing D&D or is she, <laughs> I don't know, man. We cut all the, we cut all off, <laughs> we cut all off the supply lines, the seals, cords, altars, ligatures, ley lines, pathways, gates, these portals. 
We sever the silver cords of all these human spirits that are astral projecting. <laughs> she is just getting everything <laughs> in wow. here. Like, yeah, that, that's getting into some like kooky territory. <laughs> well, it's, it's kooky to begin with. Shirley MacLaine will never be able to harm Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> in the name of Jesus, we cut off every ritual, custom, ceremony, hex, vex, spell, incantation, chant, evil spoken word, all the voodoo and hoodoo, hulu, <laughs> julu, <laughs> santeria. Paolo Mayambi. Well, by doing that, is she also like undoing the enchantment she's doing? Did she really say Hulu? Or she did really did. Oh, oh wow. like, like the she said the Hulu and Julu. Service. Surprised she didn't throw Luau in there, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So she goes on like that, but what a what a powerless god that is. <laughs> feckless, I think, is the word you like to use, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a feckless prick this guy is that he can't do anything unless some mortal down here casts a magic spell to bind the bad things that could stop him. But I'm also curious on what goes through that person's mind that think they honestly are the one person that holds the power to say these magic words and make all this shit happen. I wonder how dilute, like, do you think she really fucking believes this bullshit? I have watched some things with people that believe this shit, like just going through YouTube and like watch people make these videos. I'm like, Oh, I can tell you believe this shit and you, you really need to go get some medication. (laughs) But like, how could they really believe it without stopping for a second to, to ask themselves if it really works and why would they need to be asking it in the first place? Well, Mm -hmm. did you see how many people were jumping on that thing saying our prayers were answered? Our prayers were answered. It rained in Australia. Being like, you know how large Australia is? And the fact that, yes, it rained in Australia. It rains there. Your prayers didn't make it rain, but for some reason you think it did. And it didn't rain where the fires were happening. So. It's like when dipshit Rick Perry uh, held his prayer rally in order to bring rain to Texas. It's like, it's going to rain eventually. So when it does rain, they're going to fucking take credit for it. Hallelujah, God has heard our prayers and he's bringing rain now. Yeah. I was going to fight. It was in the forecast last week, you (laughs) fucking idiot. And it was like months or years later, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was during that same month because it doesn't go, well, it doesn't go years without raining, but it's pretty good to guess. Okay. It's going to rain sometime this month. Mm-hmm. But the rain they got, it's like, okay, yeah, it rained a little bit. You're not out of your fucking drought. <laughs> You're not like saved. It wasn't a miraculous, like we got so much rain. Our crops are good for the whole year. It refilled our, our and fucking it wasn't, aquifers. And it Yay. wasn't unexpected. Like yeah. it just happened out of the blue. Like it was blue skies. And then all of a sudden it's a torrential downpour. Yeah, it didn't happen while they were praying. Yeah. Something that you could point to and go, okay. Somebody needs to explain how this could happen yeah. because it was blue skies for a 50 mile radius around us. We prayed and it started pouring. And according to the radar tracking of weather, there was nothing expected within a thousand miles around us and it fucking downpoured. That would be weird. Yeah. yeah I still wouldn't accept it. Well, no, but I mean, but even then. Of course, we wouldn't say, oh, God did this. It would be, well, what, how the hell well, did this yeah, happen? At least, at Microbursts least, are a thing. At yeah. least that's weird. Yeah. That's something, yeah, that's something that would be unexpected, that you would expect. It, it'd to be see. more of a coincidence that it happened when you were making your prayer. But yeah, there are, mm-hmm. there are, uh, what are environmental 
answers to what can possibly happen to create it, not just, oh, our prayers work. That's the other interesting thing too, right? God just can't do that. He can't yeah. just make it rain on a blue sky. He should do that. He, yeah. he should absolutely do that. Rain with but no clouds. But he doesn't. He brings the clouds in so it looks exactly like it would if a storm was just rolling through. It's because he's fucking sneaky. Yeah, well. <laughs> he works a mysterious way. <laughs> I he's think I think God. Yeah, exactly. He should be he should be a um, little bit more upfront with his intentions. I've been watching Messiah. On how Netflix. how is that? Because uh, last night Sarah and I were looking for something to watch real quick, and I said, "Want to check out that Messiah thing?" And she went, "No." It's I I was so I thought, well, I might check it out, and then uh, a friend of mine on Facebook posted a glowing review of how wonderfully done it is and how, what a great show it is and everybody should watch it. And so Tracy and I have been pushing ourselves to watch it. I think we're five episodes in now and it's first, it's pretty boring. Like it, there's just, there's not much that goes on and every single person in it who was a non-believer is a bad person. They're all terrible people. Okay. The, the people who are the believers, sure, they have some flaws, but the people that play the role of a, of a non-believer in the show, like they're really fucked up, you know, and there's been something in their life that has led to their non-belief, okay. you know, that they had a, a relative die or a child die or something horrific happened. And then it was like, well, I, you know, uh, I'm mad at God now. So I'm not going to believe in God. That's the kind of bullshit that's in this. And it's this wandering Palestinian dude who basically speaks in parables in everything he says, like, and riddles. And, and it's just, it's like, why the fuck don't you just come out and say, say what the fuck is going on? Well, who can know? You say that you see this, but have you thought about this other thing? What the fuck? What? See, no, I asked you a fucking question, man. My hope was he was some crazy guy that's just going to start a cult and kill everybody. Well, the the end of the most recent episode we watched was like, okay, well, now they're going to have to explain. You know, there have been a few things throughout the, the various episodes miracles. where you're like, where you're like, hmm, how could he have known that or how could he have done that? But in the at the ending of the last episode we watched, it was like, okay, Tr Tracy actually said, if this happens, I'm out. <laughs> and it happened. And she's like, fuck. Well, now I have to see how they're going to fucking explain that. And that's, that's what the show is. It's like a series of frustrating events that you're like, well, how the fuck are they going to explain this now? And now I have to watch the next episode. It's, is it going to so turn not, out being like religion great. where they, they never explain anything? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it's been so far. And in the most recent episode, you learn more about this guy's back. Like until the last episode we watched, like nobody had a fucking clue where he came from, Just who he is, like dude. what, you know, what his real name is, any of his background, where he came from. And in the most recent episode, you do get some more information like that, but then it ends with him doing something that you're like, okay, well now they have to like, either he is, like God. the Messiah or he's a brilliant magician <laughs> and you have to explain what the fuck is going on here. So I don't know. I'm still, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't love it. It's not great, but it's not so bad that I have to stop watching it either. Like 
now I'm just kind of intrigued as to how it's going, how the storyline is going to shake out. So, so is it seeming like it's more like God's not dead with good writing and cinematography? I don't even know that the writing's great. Oh, <laughs> there are some, there are some cool shots. They, you know, the, and they're traveling to all of these historic religious sites around the globe. You know, they were at a uh, temple on the mount and the, the, uh, like Dome the, of the Rock wall and, and yeah. And, and, you know, and then in the most recent one there in DC and so, you know, it's kind of giving you a cross section of all these great historic religious places mm-hmm. or great architecture, great cultural contributions to humanity. But I don't know. It's not, not terrific so far. And unless it gets really good toward the end, It'll probably be a show that I don't watch any other seasons of like the AO or the OA or whatever the fuck that stupid show yeah, was. I tried watching that. Yeah, I didn't make it. I watched the whole first season of that and was so pissed off, <laughs> so pissed off at the end of it. I'm like, I, if they make another fucking season of this, I'm not going to watch it. And I can't believe that I sat through this whole first fucking season. And then they waited like two or three years before mm-hmm. publishing the next season. And I'm like, I can't believe they even released this piece of garbage. But now the expanse fucking love sci-fi. that show. It's very science forward. I love that show. Yeah. It's so good. Some of my favorite shows are the expanse, uh, succession. Schitt's Creek obviously is what, just, what are the expanse? The expanse. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, exp- we've gone, Ryan and I have gone on and on yeah. during pre-show <laughs> while we're eating pizza and drinking beers about yeah. how awesome the expanse is. It's, it's a good really sci-fi cool. TV show. That doesn't deny that physics still work in outer space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it still accounts for physics and what would happen if this actually happened in outer space. And I watched like an hour long thing with the producers of the show and they actually went over like, like, no, we actually think about this stuff when we're doing the writing and stuff like, mm-hmm. okay, so how do we solve this answer? Like, how do we account for time and it's and like traveling? It's and like doing physics this stuff. is, is an unwritten character it in is. the show. And that's what they said. They wanted it to be like, they wanted the actual physics of outer space and the way things work to actually be a character in its own on the show oh, yeah. for answering questions. And well, that's pretty cool. I feel kind of smart now. <laughs> like that one show where the guy goes kaplooey when he stops really fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. They said like, like there's little subtle things in the show to kind of ex- explain like, Hey, for we the sh- belters. well, <laughs> we showed the passage of time for him, yeah. but the fact that the first time you see him, he's clean shaven. And the second time you see him, he's got this big beard. Like it takes time to travel around in space. Like, yeah. it's not like Star Trek. We're like, oh, we're just going to do this hyperdrive thing and we're fucking there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can't do that. It's not, it doesn't fucking work that way. And for some reason, when we jump to warp speed nobody's plastered yeah <laughs> you know they don't they don't just turn into a grease smear on somewhere inside the ship yeah like even in, in the show there's a one episode where they're in like season three where they're going really fast and they're like pumping i don't know what they're pumping into their body to help them overcome the g's mm-hmm. but, keep their blood pressure up but they're even yeah. like their eyes are like bleeding and they're like passing out and it's like you never see a space show where they actually go yeah you are still getting g-forces exerting on your body because you're accelerating really fast so they still you know do all that stuff in in the show so they can't just be like oh we're just gonna hyperdrive out of here (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye and this is what the jean shorts (laughs) (laughs) the x pants yes Yes. the x pants 
Now, Expanse is awesome. Succession is awesome. Billions is awesome. There are a lot of really great shows out there. And so in the limited amount of time that I have to watch a show, you know, like we'll watch a, we'll watch like a whole season of a, of a show over a few weeks because, you know, we get like an hour or two every night mm-hmm. to sit down and watch something. And so the, if I'm watching a show that isn't terrific, I feel like I've just wasted, <laughs> wasted time. that time. Like there are better shows out there that I could be watching. And instead I'm watching this dreck. So yeah. that watch, gets frustrating. Check out the report. The we, report. We watched that last night. Yeah. It's about the CIA uh, oh, investigation. Right, right. Yeah. The torture report. Yes. But torture is, is blocked, blocked out. out. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, it's pretty good. I've, I've had, I've heard other people say it's very good. Yeah. And, uh, uh Adam driver, uh-huh. he did a really good job in it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I think he's, I think he's a good actor. I like everything that I've seen him in. There are various parts where he's a little dramatic, but I think that is baked mm-hmm. into the part, but I've, I've really liked everything that I've seen him yeah. in. I didn't watch girls, but Tracy no. did and liked it. So. Well, now we've gone through our movie report for the week. <laughs> we'll be back with more news <laughs> right after this. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. This is from the mouth of Lucifer. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. What we were told over and over again was, uh, look, this action was necessary. Uh, This was a bad guy. We we had to do it. And... um, uh, we can't have division, we can't have dissension uh, within our ranks, within our government, or else it sends this, the wrong signal to the Iranians. And I just, I think that's completely wrong. They were asked repeatedly, what, if anything, would trigger the need for the administration to come back to Congress for a declaration of war or an authorization for the use of military force? At one point, I believe one of the briefers said something along the lines of, I'm sure we could think of something. But they struggled to identify anything. My point is, they were asked a number of hypotheticals about situations in which they might have to appropriately come and ask for authorization for Congress. Not once did they say, yes, we'd need to do it in that circumstance. Uh, At one point, one of the briefers said something like, uh, don't worry, we'll consult you. Well, with history as our guide, Uh, consultation isn't necessarily the same thing as authorization for the use of military force. A declaration of war or an AUMF is what the Constitution requires, and drive-by notification or after-the-fact lame briefings like the one we just received aren't adequate. They're appearing before a coordinate branch of government, a coordinate branch of government responsible for their funding, for their confirmation, for any approval of any military action they might undertake, and they had to leave after 75 minutes while they're in the, in the process of telling us that we need to be good little boys and girls and run along and, and not debate this in public. I, I, I find that absolutely insane.
I, 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 I think it's unacceptable. And so I, I, I don't know what they had in mind. I went in there hoping to get more specifics as far as the factual, legal, moral, moral justification for what they did. Um, I, I'm still undecided on that issue, in part because we never got to the details. Every time we got close, they'd say, well, um, we can't discuss that here because it's really sensitive. We're in a skiff. We're in a secure underground bunker where all electronic devices have to be checked at the door, and they still refuse to tell us. I, I find that really upsetting. Hmm. That was Utah Congress critter Mike Lee. Yeah. I was very surprised to hear him say all of those things with Ron, with Ron, not Ron Paul, Rand. Ron Paul's boy. Yeah. Rand just kind of nodding in agreement behind him the whole time. And that, that clip that we just played was a shortened clip of his, I think he went on like a five or six minute rant about how fucking terrible this briefing was. It were, it's, it's from the sound of it. They're basically told, toe the line. We're all, all okay in this. We don't got to tell you why we did it. We don't got to justify why we did it. Just believe me. We did it because we good. All is well. Yeah. All is well. Everything is fine and sunshine and roses. The sad thing is not more Republicans coming forward about that problem. Yeah, there were, there were a few, um, the, the aforementioned, Rand Paul yeah. also voiced his displeasure with the briefing that was put on by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley, and CIA Director Gina Haspel. It took the Trump administration nearly a week to prepare a briefing for Congress, and in that time, they couldn't come up with a coherent story to feed to even their fucking supporters. And in Congress, the there's a fine line between taking out a terrorist and an assassination in this case, a murder. Yeah. Murdering well, a non-sanctioned killing because of a foreign national on foreign soil. Yeah. Because when you're taking out a foreign like national, uh, someone who's in the military, someone who's of a high rank, it's an assassination. They assassinated a Iranian general. Mm -hmm. even though we consider him a terrorist. But guess what? They consider us a fucking terrorist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we killed the second most important person per to Iran. Yeah. And going, because we actually, I actually, we looked, me and a buddy were looking it up like, okay, what is a justified assassination? Because that's basically, I think, when it comes down to, it's an assassination. The reason why they can't say, well, we assassinated him is because... You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> well, you, you can under certain strict circumstances in what the UN considers an assassination has some weird guidelines, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the gist of it is he wasn't in a combat zone and, uh, he didn't ask for UN approval to take out this guy. Yeah. So you can't call it an assassination because it would have been an illegal assass assassination. So but, what do you call it then? An illegal assassination. Oh, illegal one. Okay. So if he was, if there was an, if we had an active war going on, the U.S. versus Iran, and they took him out, then it's all kosher. It's good to go. Mm -hmm. But we aren't in an active war with Iran. 
uh, the green zone isn't an active combat zone that the U.S. is involved in. So essentially, we that's ass- why it's a green zone. That's why it's the green zone, and we're we're essentially we're not even in a combat role in Iraq anymore. Hmm. We're there as so uh, he thought he was perfectly safe. There. Safe there, be like, well, there is a war in Iraq, and we hit him there. And if you take someone out of high ranking in a war zone, it's 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 all good. But it's not. Uh, we're not in at a war in Iraq anymore. I thought. Well, how fucking how fucking mad would you be as an Iraqi that Iran to fight back at the United States bombs your country? Yes, because that's how fucking long we've been there. Yeah, the, Iran attacks Iraq to get back at the United States because that's where we have these military and, bases. And it's the reason why the day before Iran launched those missiles, Iraq said, "Hey, UN, uh, we want a vote." To get the U.S. out of our fucking country. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want anything else to fucking happen here from Iran. Because guess what? We're kind of on good terms with Iran. Iraq and Iran are kind of buddying up to each other. And the U.S. doesn't like that very much. Dude, and this whole thing is so fucky. Did you see uh, one of the U.S. generals after Iraq held their vote to expel America from the country? He wrote a letter to Iraq's leaders saying, okay, sure. Yeah, we saw that you guys have taken this vote, so we'll immediately begin, you know, preparing our troops for withdrawal from your country, you know, according to your vote, blah, you're you're sovereign country, blah, blah, blah. And the Trump administration was like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. No. (laughs) We're not leaving. We're not going to abide by international laws. And Iraq's like, well, we voted on it. We got a letter from you through official channels saying you're leaving and now you're not. What the fuck are we supposed to do with this now? What are we supposed to do as a sovereign nation that you're occupying with our permission to help us, to help train our troops? And now we want you to leave and you've said you're going to and now you said you're not. So what the, you're, it's a schizophrenic stance that the United I, States has because of this completely fucking yeah. inept administration iraq could take the stance being like okay guess what u.s you no longer have any immunity in this country you are not welcome here and if you take any military actions in our borders you are arrested we will have your fucking military members detained and removed from their fucking bases and punish them because guess what what they just did is illegal underneath our fucking country's laws because we're not at war you are bringing a war here but we're not actively you're not an active combat unit in this fucking country, so get the fuck out. Yeah, the whole thing has just turned into a kludgy mess. This story comes to us from the Washington Post. It says, GOP senator who erupted over a round briefing shares awful new details. And the clip that we played at the opening of this segment is from this story. It says that if President Trump made the decision to assassinate the supreme leader of Iran, would he need to come to Congress to get authorization for it? The Trump administration won't say. Oh, maybe well, we do, maybe we don't, I don't know. From what I read I'm up unpredictable. on it, he wouldn't need to go to Congress. He would have to go to the fucking UN. Oh, yeah? To get approval to take another world leader out to do an assassination. You need fucking UN approval for it, because it's the UN that said, hey, we're going to abide by this, not to assassinate other country leaders. Hmm. The Trump administration won't say if they need authorization. That remarkable claim is now being made by a Republican senator, Mike Lee of Utah, who is one of the biggest bootlicking sycophants in all of Congress. Which is why this was surprising. Yeah. He offered in in an interview with NPR in which he shared fresh details about why he erupted in anger on Wednesday over the briefing Congress received from the administration on Iran. 
As you know, Lee's comments went viral Wednesday after he ripped into the briefing given to lawmakers about Trump's decision to assassinate Major General Qasem Soleimani. Lee, echoing the complaints of many Democrats, which I'm sure was much to the chagrin of his people, of his fellow yeah. Republicans, blasted the briefing on the intelligence behind the assassin- assassination. All right, I'm Trump. talking like Donald Trump. <laughs> the assassination. <laughs> As the worst he'd ever seen. He also fumed that officials refused to acknowledge any hypothetical situations in which they would come to Congress for authorization for future mil- military hostilities against Iran. Which is why they did a vote today to fucking restrict Trump's uh, military authority in Iran. Yeah, so the United States goes and bombs and kills Soleimani. And from all accounts, all of the uh, all of the reporting that I've seen, it's that Pompeo presented this to Trump, like gave him an array of options. Like we could do these different things to to strike at Iran, right? And the worst one on the list, the one that they put on there to make the other ideas seem less crazy is to was kill. to kill Soleimani. And Trump's like, that's the one I want. Yeah. That one, the crazy one. That fits my style right there to a T. <laughs> if it had gold on it, it would be perfect. So Trump handpicked that that assassination. Yeah, yeah. So that's, he's a he's a fucking murderer. That's yeah, why he, he's now he's now a war criminal, which makes him worse the worst president yeah, we've ever had. Yeah. It was it was his choice and he acted unilaterally in it. Like the in, the Intel dudes, the what the pack of seven or whatever they are, uh the gang of the eight, gang of eight. Gang, gang of eight yeah. had no clue it was happening. The people who are supposed to be like in the know of this intel when things are going on. Weren't notified. He didn't notify Congress. Yeah. When he no one it. knew. It was it was, oh yeah, we're gonna we can kill a guy? We can just do that? Oh, let's do that. Let's yeah. let's just kill that fucker. He was probably sitting in his fucking golf shack watching it on an iPad, like, oh yeah, you good good shot, good shot, good shot. <laughs> good job, everybody. Oh, applause oh. all around. Yeah, let's order up some Trump vodka, why don't we? Now look, I got another eagle on that hole. <laughs> But so this was the killing of Soleimani was presented as a, like, this is, this is just thrown into the mix so that the other things on the list seem less crazy because this one is so far out of the realm of anything we should do that it makes these others look more palatable. Why would the president want a list of ways to attack Iran right now? Um, gosh, I just don't know. Oh, maybe it's because he's being impeached. Oh, you know, according to all of his tweets before, the things that he uses when he projects his own failings onto others, he's there. There's an entire list of tweets with him criticizing Obama. Oh, just you wait. Yeah. The elections are coming up. Obama's going to attack Iran. You know, he's very weak. His poll numbers are down. He's going to do this to sidetrack everybody. This is exactly what Donald Trump is fucking yeah. doing. Yeah, because I know our embassy in Baghdad was attacked by uh, protesters, mm-hmm. correct? I didn't see any Iranian uniformed military members showing up to the embassy to, uh, take it over. No. Or did well, I, did this, I miss something? And this was after we destroyed three of their fucking, uh, uh, rebel sites that were there that were backed by Iraq. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we started a bombing raid on these I think there were three targets. Yeah, there's they three, selected three camps or military installations where the the rebels were sitting at. Yeah, that were Iranian rebels that were backed by the fucking Shiite Iraqi forces that were working with Iraq, all because 
an American contractor got killed. Yeah. At an Iraqi base. Yeah. So he bombs those. Iran's people get angry. So they storm the U.S. embassy. They don't get into the embassy. They just no, start destroying yeah. stuff outside the embassy. Starting grounds, fires, breaking up stuff. roads. Yeah. yeah. Doing basically rioting outside yeah. the embassy. And so Trump is so Pompeo's like, well, we need to do something about this. I know I'll make a, I'll make this list and then I'll put the craziest fucking thing on here so that all of the other things that I put on here that are also pretty nutty will seem more palatable when compared to this one crazy fucking thing that's on here. And I'm going to present this to the orange menace because surely he's not unhinged enough to want to do this really terrible fucking thing Yeah, that everybody agrees is a horrible fucking idea. He'll never go for that. So it'll make these other things look better. And one thing, so Soleimani was a bad guy and that's, there's no doubt in that he's a, a bad dude. Yeah. Universally, everybody said, oh yeah, he was not a great guy. Now, from what I've heard, uh, the Iranian rebel forces that he was commanding, because they do a lot of guerrilla type warfare and all that shit, mm-hmm. uh, I guess aren't very, uh, what do you call it? Uh, skilled? Not Well, they're skilled. Intelligent? Intelligence are probably low, but they like to do shit. Like them holding back from stuff isn't their kind of MO. I want to go and break shit. Pretty much. Yeah. But according to what I heard, Soleimani was the guy that come in and be like, whoa, hold on. Don't do that. We've got to be strategic. You got to be strategic and you got to wait. And these decisions. So he held those forces back from doing a lot of shit they might normally want to do and Mm -hmm. just act on their own and go out and attack these different places where Soleimani is like, nope, don't do that. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to do our attack strategically. So now with him gone, it's like fucking that drug lord in Mexico is gone. It's fucking the Wild West. They're fucking guy that was holding them back from doing shit is now fucking gone. Woo, teacher's gone. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, we can blow up shit. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, he was definitely not a great guy, but he was so you know, there's there's people arguing on both sides of it where you say, "Oh, well, he was a bad guy and he's got American the you know, the lives of Americans their their blood is on his hands for various activities that he has yeah. overseen and commanded. American and, and soldiers that, that were fighting against him over there. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's their justification for, well, he was a bad guy and he needed to be killed. Okay, but that's a very black and white binary mm-hmm. thinking. You're not thinking long term. You're not thinking of the ramifications of his death. You're not thinking of the things that he's doing to re- help restrain people under his command while he's there or the fact that if we know he's the guy orchestrating stuff and we have intel on him and we got people watching him well then we can fucking base our defenses on the intel we're getting now that guy's gone we don't know who the fuck's in charge now yeah and we knew that he was in the area we know where he is yeah you know we they probably knew where he was at all fucking times yeah they're i'm sure they're watching him like the chicken hawks they are yeah but so Trump decides to kill him, and of course, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea, because he's the second most important person in Iran, as far yeah. as the Iranian people are concerned, next, you know, second only to the Ayatollah. And this guy was the Ayatollah's right-hand man, and the U.S. decided to kill him. It would be like the United States killing, fuck, I don't know, uh, like... 
David Petraeus, you know, yeah. like one of our top generals, yeah. if Iran were to come and kill him. Because he orchestrated attacks against Iranian fucking militia groups. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like, there's no, there's no one, there's nobody even really directly analogous or comparable to Soleimani here in the United States. It would be like, maybe if MacArthur had been killed yeah. <laughs> way back when, when everybody knew who MacArthur was and loved him and thought he was a great guy or whatever. Like if, if he were to be killed by another, by another country, Americans would lose, lose their shit. Right. And that's what has happened in Iran. During Soleimani's funeral, millions of people, millions, not hundreds, not thousands, not even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, but millions of people came out, flooded the streets for his funeral. More than 50 people died in a stampede just because there were so many fucking people at this funeral. Wanting to see his fucking casket more than 50 dead and more than 200 injured because there were so many fucking people out there during this funeral he was a beloved figure to all of iran well maybe not all but a large portion we should go kill that guy because he's a bad man he's a bad man we should get him out of there and if that's your fucking thought fucking why haven't you killed fucking uh kim jong-un why yeah why haven't you killed Kim Jong-un, why haven't you killed... Princes of Saudi. Yeah, I was going to say, Saudi Arabia, where most of the hijackers from 9-11 came from, who killed a U.S. journalist and dismembered him, why aren't those people dead? Yeah. Why haven't we attacked them? Instead, Trump is buddy-buddy with them. Yeah. Because, you know, they buy a lot of our military weapons. Yeah. They they spend a lot of money in America at my resorts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. So he kills Soleimani. They have the funeral and everybody's expecting that Iran is going to strike back. Oh yeah. They have to, right? I mean, it's, they have to save face a little bit. They have to show some, th- there has to be a retaliation for the U S aggression in killing Soleimani. And I honestly think that there's the way they, what they did was very strategic in my opinion. Yeah. Because they proved, they said, hey, look, we can fucking hit you, but we're not going to kill your fucking troops because they don't have a part in this. We're going to give you six hours of warning that we're going to launch missiles at your facilities so that you can get people out of the way. Yeah. So they warned the U.S. that they were going to launch missiles, gave them a lot of time to evacuate the sites that they had identified as their targets, and then they launched missiles. And somewhere in all of this mess, apparently they also shot down a passenger jet that night. Yeah. Uh, that was either, that it was, was for, on its way to Ukraine. It was, right? a, it was a Ukrainian, uh, airliner with, filled with Canadians, with can- Canadians and Iranians. And Ira- Iranians <laughs> yeah. And Iran shot it down accidentally and is now denying that, but all reporting seems to indicate that, that yes, yes they, they did. They did actually shoot a missile at it and shot it out of the sky and killed a hundred seventy hundred and seventy four three. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah. Not good. Okay. What a surprise that would be if Canada was just like, we've had enough. Fuck you. Goes over there and just starts kicking ass. <laughs> Canada. It's like starts a war. Sorry. Sorry. We got to do something. Oh. <laughs> Aloha everybody. This is Nico Gonzalez former Jehovah's Witness, and a content producer for the Conversations with God podcast. Be on the lookout for my own show, coming soon, called If I Was God. You're listening to The Godless Revolution.
A blessing. A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! When I first saw that Trump had decided to bomb these various targets in Iran, I thought, oh great, this is a distraction. Yeah. He's trying to pull news away from the impeachment thing. He's trying to act like a tough guy. He's heading into the election cycle. All of this stuff, right? Then Iran goes and does their thing at the embassy. And it's just people. It's not the Iranian government that's doing it. Yeah, it's protesters. They're because they're the the protesters that were there were, were pro uh Shi they're Shiite protesters mm-hmm. who are pro uh that Iranian militia group that mm-hmm. was at those areas that got fucking bombed. Yeah. So they're upset. They start breaking shit. Yeah. Setting things on fire. Yep. Wh- hooping, whooping and hollering about. And so then Trump's like, well, I don't want you messing around with the grounds outside the U.S. Embassy. I'm going to kill the second most important person in your country. And, and for the record, this isn't the first embassy we've had attacked while he's been president. Yeah. Benghazi! It's, it's also not the first time we've had a, uh, a a contractor, an American contractor working overseas be killed. Mm-hmm. So why now? Yeah, weird, right? Well, like, what a strange coincidence. I mean, the things he's using for justification don't fucking work because you haven't done that same kind of retaliation every other fucking time this happens. So they do all of this and say that the reason they did it is because the United States was under imminent threat from Soleimani planning various attacks. And they were in, they say that they were entirely justified in doing it because doing so saved American lives. But there none of these attacks, I guarantee, were anywhere on any American soil. Well, if there were attacks, like the embassy, do the standard fucking protocol, evacuate the fucking embassy. Well, and so the, the point that I want to get back to is, you know, they, they launched the strikes on these sites. Mm-hmm. The Iranians get angry, go to the embassy, start causing trouble. Trump gets mad about that and says, well, we're going to do, you know, we need to retaliate for this thing that they're retaliating against for us for thing. the thing we did initially. And so I want to kill the second most important person there. And we're only doing it because he was an obviously bad guy who had all of these plans and designs against Americans. We saved American lives. There is, there's a ton of evidence that, you know, there were all these dastardly plans in the works. And when everybody sees this evidence, they're all going to agree with us that, yes, we absolutely should have done this. And it was a great decision. Way to go, Mr. Trump, for doing this to that bad guy and taking him out and, you know, keeping America safe and protecting its, its citizens. And then they have to wait nearly a week to present this information to Congress. It takes them nearly a week to try to get a briefing together to give to Congress to try to convince people that, oh, yeah, what we did wasn't only justified. It was, you know, it wasn't just justified. It was a really good thing that we did. This is why we did it. That's not anything to do with Trump trying to look like a strong man, nothing to do with the impeachment, nothing to do with the election. That's all just, you know, coincidental background noise. We had to do this. We had to, had to kill Soleimani. And there's a ton of evidence that we're going to present that will absolutely convince you. But we're going to need almost a week in order to prepare it. Like, where was this information before? Why did it take them a fucking week? 
to get all of this together to go and make this presentation at Congress that even Republicans like Mike Lee say that after almost a week of waiting for it, it was one of the worst briefings he's ever attended. Yeah. From a Republican Trump bootlicking shitbag, he says how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. After a week of preparing this information, where did the information exist before? Did they have to try to cobble together whatever to create this? Pretty briefing? much. What information did they have prior to fucking killing Soleimani that made them say, oh yeah, this is a great idea. And why would it take them a week to come up with this and present the worst briefing that Mike Lee has ever attended? Oh, and and to put the icing on the uh, two scoops of ice cream, uh, Trump was at fucking Do you his... frost your ice cream? <laughs> well... I was going to go with the cake reference, but then I remembered the two scoops of ice cream It's an thing. ice cream cake. Mm. Yeah, ice cream cake. The two <laughs> scoops of ice cream that Trump gets while everyone else gets one oh, scoop. Oh, okay, right. Uh. That that popped in my head. <laughs> uh, he's at his fucking resort playing golf the whole fucking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's telling everyone else this is going on besides fucking Congress, because I guess his fucking son tweeted out hours before we killed Soleimani, that there's big stuff going to be going down in Iran. Oh, they're going to be so upset with us. We're so naughty. Yeah, so his son was probably in on the conversation. Yeah, let's go kill him. Well, and there were reports that Trump was bragging about, though there's going to be something really exciting in Iran. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but it's going to be big news. Big news, my friend. Just letting you know, you're on the inside. You're getting some special information from the POTUS. And we wonder where these leaks are coming from. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah, the Trump administration complains about leaks all the time. Oh, these people leaking information to the press. It's such a terrible, terrible thing. You're fucking doing it all the goddamn time. Go and talk to Eric. Go and talk to Don Jr. Tell them to shut their fucking yaps. You, Mr. President, shut your fucking yap. Don't tell people this shit. And, And you probably know a little bit about OPSEC. Yeah. This shit starts going on, and you start seeing all the pictures all over Facebook. Look, Fort Bragg is, is, is getting all their guys together. They're sending 4,000 troops over. Oh, look, fucking this base in Texas is doing this. It's like, motherfuckers, you're announcing exactly where these people are at right now, which units are getting fucking- Yeah, where they're at now, where they're going, going when they're going to be there, why they're going there. So don't do this whole yay America shit and fucking spread their information all over the fucking social medias. Because now they can see that too. Uh huh. Your opsec is shit, shit. my friend. <laughs> because of social media. But the whole the whole thing's a fucking shit show. And I, for one, if I was in the military, I'm like, I don't want to go over there because we don't fucking need to be there in the first place to give little fucking handed Trump yeah, his what war. Is, what is the justification for this? And then Trump sent what was it? Another thirty five hundred yeah. troops to Iraq. Yeah. I mean, just for this week, like, oh, well, you know, things are really heating up. I'm going to send more troops to the country that I've been telling everybody I'm going to get our troops out, out of in a country that no longer wants our troops in there to begin with. And he says he takes this guy out so he can protect Americans, which I'm like here in America, I ain't worried about fucking Iran coming over here and doing shit. But now you're going to put more military members lives at risk for a war you want to start so you can get reelected. So you're going to cost more lives potentially by killing this man than you would have, than, than he probably could have taken out on his own. 
Yeah, they've they've basically turned our Cold War with Iran into to a hot, a hot one. war. Yeah. And it's terrifying. When it when I saw that they had that Trump had launched those strikes on the on the locations in Iran, I was reading the the news in bed, you know, before well, they're going actually, to they were, sleep. They were and, in Iraq. Oh yeah, yeah. But they're Iran militia groups in yeah. Iraq. Yeah, well, but just when I saw that, yeah. you know, Trump had launched and and had, you know, made these these strikes, I was reading the news laying in bed and I turned to Tracy and I'm like, this is getting fucking scary, man. This this could be really really bad because mm-hmm. Iran's not just going to sit back and take no. it. Either will Russia. Yeah. And then they go to the embassy and I'm like, it's getting worse. Yeah. And then they kill Soleimani and I'm like, this is going to be this really fucking bad. And in all of this, Iran is the one is the country who's showing restraint. Yes, by by intentionally not killing people. Yeah, that's that's where like earlier before when I said like you had the people in Iran that were saying we don't hate Americans, we hate your fucking president. They had more people die and were injured during a funeral for the person mm-hmm. that they're creating the strike back at us mm-hmm. for than were harmed in the strike that they actually did. If they want to warn those bases and they actually wanted to fuck, like looking at the pictures, like they actually hit buildings like pretty fucking precise and their missiles are like, I did some research. I'm like, what do they have that we know of? Like, it's yeah, probably they got sold to them by Oliver by North or when Reagan was president and Oliver North, the whole Iran Contra bullshit. Well, they get on. a lot of their weapons from uh, Russia. Yeah. A lot of Russian weapons that are per fucking precise. Yeah. They can, pre- they can precisely land that fucking thing right through your fucking door if they want to. So being that they have that level of control over these attacks and they decided to give the warning and they hit buildings that they knew people weren't going to be occupying. And some of them, they just said, well, we're just going to hit around it just to be like, look, we can kill you. If we didn't give you that warning, we could have killed a lot of people. We could have mm-hmm. hit the fucking barracks they were sleeping in. We could have hit your fucking runways. We could have hit the aircraft. They didn't even hit the fucking aircraft. Yeah. That was a warning shot. It was a warning shot. Yeah. Definitely a warning shot. And that's why I'm like saying, saying the restraint they had to be like, we're going to show you we can do this and we're not going to kill anybody in the process. Let's get back to fucking talking. It's a show of force, like, hey, maybe you don't want to do this. Like, this yeah. is, we're, we're going to let Think you know it. that yeah. that going to war with us is just really a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, don't fucking do it. It's a terrible, terrible idea. What the fuck are you doing? And I think yeah. the U.S., I mean, yes, we do have a big military. We have a lot of cool toys. But just because we have a big military, a lot of cool toys, doesn't mean we're just going to go in there and fucking sweep them out. Hey, it's over in a week. Yeah. No, a lot of fucking people are going to die. And a and lot of shit's going to go down. People either. Yeah, civilians. It's all of the civilians on the ground in these locations. Yeah. So that nobody, well, not nobody, but you know, the world leaders seem to just disregard as, oh, well, it's collateral damage. You know, maybe they shouldn't be in areas close to military bases. Tell that to everybody in Davis County here or yeah. any military base anywhere in the United States. And it's going to, it's basically a war of whose fucking pecker is bigger. Yeah. It solves nothing in the end. And then to have Iran withdraw completely from the JCPOA. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, we had this agreement with the United States and a bunch of other countries that we weren't going to develop our nuclear capabilities anymore in exchange for in exchange for certain sanctions being lifted against us. We want to join the world community where we we're, we want to be a peaceful nation that's just trying to protect ourselves and. You know, we, we, in exchange for us giving up our nuclear development programs, then, you know, lift some sanctions off of us and we'll start working toward 
you yeah, know, developing energy, doing other things, you know, helping to improve the lives of our people here. That's what happened. Trump came in and said, no, we're not going to be part of the JCPOA anymore. Fuck you, Iran. It's a terrible deal. You're, you're going to still do bad things. And they weren't. And they weren't. According to all reports about everything that was yeah, going on, they the were abiding by the UN. They were abiding by the JCPOA to the letter. They were doing, they were doing well. They were not violating any of the, any of the regulations or sanctions that were handed down. They were doing a good thing. And, and Trump was like, well, Obama made this deal. So clearly it's bad. Yeah. And then this week they announced, nope, we're done. We're going to start fucking making nuclear weapons again. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> so now you're telling us that you're going to bomb us and you've withdrawn from the JCPOA and have told us that we can't develop, you know, any nuclear technology for anything. And now you're imposing more sanctions on us after bombing us and killing the second most important person to our country. Why the fuck are we participating in the JCPOA anyway? Why aren't we developing nuclear weapons as a deterrent from other countries like, attacking us like North Korea yeah. or, or Israel or France or, or, the or all of these US. other fucking nuclear powers yeah. who people are afraid to attack because they have nuclear weapons? Why should we not why should we limit ourselves now if you're not going to honor the agreements that we made yep. if you're going to impose further sanctions if you're going to fucking bomb us if you're going to kill the second most important person into our country why are we committing ourselves to to staying in this agreement to not do what we can to protect ourselves yeah so they announced that they're withdrawing completely from the jcpoa and will be developing nuclear technology according to their needs greatest and, deal i've ever seen yeah and, and our standing with the un went down I yep. mean, you had most of the European countries. I didn't, I didn't know it could, but yeah. It did. It got lower. <laughs> I mean, when they're looking to be like, we need to restrain the U.S., uh, France is making phone calls to Russia to be like, whoa, dude. Hey, Putin. Uh, talk to your boy. Well, not talk to your boy, being like, how do we handle your boy? <laughs> and I think the only winner in this whole fucking thing is Russia. Because mm-hmm. who buys a lot of Russian armament and enriched uh, uranium and helping develop their nuclear capabilities. Fucking Russia. It's all very bad. We have the worst president, I think, in the history yeah. of the United States in office right now. And I, I would almost argue, I don't know if this could be correct or not, that Iran is almost a proxy military for fucking Russia sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For Russia and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do the, like, our, Russia's not going to outright go fucking do shit in our areas of operation, but fucking, Hey, I'll give Iran all the fucking shit they want and they can go do it. They've got boats out on our East coast. There <laughs> yeah. were, there were news reports a few weeks ago about Russian ships off doing, the Eastern coast of the United States. Doing training. Yeah. Doing training maneuvers. But that's also where I think we get in the mindset, like I was saying earlier about saying we have the biggest military and all kind of shit. You kind of get that mindset of like, well, they can't hurt, hurt, hurt us. No, they, they, they can. They can. They can definitely fucking <laughs> yeah. hurt us. Like, yeah, Iran doesn't have as much, but they still have a fucking Navy and an Air Force, and so does fucking Russia. And fuck it, if it gets to the point where North Korea's like, you know what? I've been waiting for a chance to fucking go at the U.S. too. Look at these two big fucking powerhouses going at them. Now we have the ability to go at them too. It's all just very fucky, and... It seems weird for me to be thinking and hoping that 
Iran has, you know, the, the, the country of back. Iran are the are mm-hmm. the ones who are the level-headed operator yeah. in all of this. Mm-hmm. And the only country we got saying we'll help you, USA, is fucking Germany. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Merkel has said that she'll help. She's the you. only. They they were the only group in the UN. It's not like a hey, US. Um, we're not exactly with you on this one. Mm-hmm. But what does Germany have? Germany doesn't have a fucking air force. They don't have a navy. They've got troops, but they're not fucking, they don't have a big army or anything. Yeah. So it's, they're kind of like, well, we got kind of a, kind of shafted after World War II. We weren't really allowed to build up a military. Um, I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're, I think they were disallowed yeah, from creating for, a really large military. So we got a little military that we were, that, you know, sticks within the rules. So you can have them. It's not much. For defense, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's just bad. And Donald Trump is a criminal and he needs to be removed from office. And the sooner that happens, the better for everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, when I, so when I saw Mike Lee say all of that, I was like, yes, finally. A Republican standing up. Some Republicans are starting to come around, but I'm sure tomorrow it'll be, oh no, Trump's penis is super tasty. He gave me money. <laughs> I just, I just can't get enough of it. I just want to slap it on my forehead, <laughs> tuck it into my armpit. Have a golden shower. <laughs> it's bad. And I just hope that it doesn't get worse. Uh, it it looks like Iran is not going to do much else. I'm sure they'll stu- still do some oh, other yeah. things, but hopefully it's not a, it doesn't develop into a full scale war or any more wide or broad conflict. But you got all those militia groups from Iran that are sitting out there still that no longer are now, are now temporarily leaderless yeah that can uh take action and do whatever the fuck they want to get payback for the killing of their general to do really bad things yeah mm-hmm. without restraint mm-hmm. let to wrap things up for us this evening we hope you have enjoyed this evening's show <laughs> i got a little saucy and slurry yeah uh, had a hello hello had a lot of whiskey this evening oh fuck i haven't i haven't drank much during episodes yeah. lately I had a lot of whiskey tonight, but, uh, that'll wrap things up for us. And so until next week, we'll read our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> that would be, uh, who, who usually starts? Do you Isn't start? It, it's usually you. You want me to start tonight? Yeah. You start tonight. Okay. That'd be Alan Firth. Christy Kalbach. Gatheist. Stephen Andrews. Latimi Confeve. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Ollie Olson. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Jeremy Goodson. Randy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. Jeff Peterson. Arthur G. Schwind. Megan Mitchell. <laughs> Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Andrew Vodapich. <laughs> Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Freethinker215 and Nelson. Ha ha, months support. Uh, fill abundance. Give to your food bank. And Corey Ebert. Yay! 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 Dick's jizzing all over us. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, this was, this was the Kermit excited oh, arms uh-huh. waving. I forgot, yeah, your hands weren't clenched. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't this motion. Yeah, that was when you did before. Yeah. Yeah. This was the Muppets freak out arm okay. waving mm-hmm. thing. No jizz. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, the audio for the phone call with my father is still out there and available. If you want to make a donation to Brandy's. Uh, GoFundMe? GoFundMe account. Thank you. 
It's late and I'm saucy. I'm here to help. It's getting warm in here, isn't it? I know. We're three sexy dudes stuck in a small room. It was cold when we got in here, but now it's very warm. Our body heat does stuff. (laughs) Uh, You can go to Patreon and subscribe to the show if you want. I just got lost in what I was saying. I've probably fucked this all up. You can also create a donation to Brandy's GoFundMe account. Yep. Send us a message with proof that you have donated to her account or to her GoFundMe account, and then I will send you a link to the audio with the fo- of the phone call with my father where I was disowned. Do, have you listened to it yet? I will. Duffy? No, you have not yet. Okay. I'll, all of the I'll, feedback, I'll listen to it on my way home. All of the feedback that I have received thus far has been very complimentary, so thank you all very much. Uh, and I just appreciate all of you. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're not having existential angst. <laughs> Over all of this, like, there's not a whole lot we can do about it besides continue pressuring our lawmakers to vote to remove this fucker through the impeachment process. But yeah. I don't think that'll happen, and that's terrible. And it's just going to get worse, because if he can do all of the things he's done so far and get away with it, what's going to stop him from doing something worse? Fucking nothing. <sighs> Again, another just super frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. And so until next week, crucify a flock of seagulls because they are going to be the song we play at the end of this episode. <laughs> Leave a review and get your World War Three badge. And rate the show five times a day toward frosted ice cream. Let's try that again. <laughs>